All right, guys, welcome back to today. We'll just call this the uncomfort zone because there's a lot to touch up on. Um, I kind of want to joke, but the only joke that's going on is my outfit today. Uh, Got that right. Yeah. This is Rico Classic, and I'm here with Eek, my co-host. And yeah, we got a lot of crazy shit to touch up on. We are in the middle of a pandemic. Shit, it sounds like a choke, but we're dead-ass serious right now. Um, okay, I guess the first thing we should talk about is... What should people do and what should people not do in a situation like this? All jokes aside. Well, I mean... You know, according to health professionals, people should stay at least six feet. Well, really, what you should be doing is self-quarantining right now. You shouldn't be going out and having fun like a lot of these idiot right-wingers are saying, oh, it's trying to take down capitalism, and well, that's just not good. We got to keep the economy going. And Well, here's the thing. You know, these capitalists, these rich capitalists, you know, like Rick Santorelli, who is a CNBC host, he already said, you know what, we should just give the virus to everybody as quickly as possible so it won't hurt the economy. And there was another fucking asshole across the pond in the UK who was making the argument that, well, maybe coronavirus isn't such a bad thing because it'll end up taking out a lot of the old people who are a drag on the system. So, I mean, this is what these rich capitalists really are about. You know, they just do not give a shit about human life. And um, so whatever you do, for God's sakes, don't fucking try to go out and have fun and do all this other shit. It is the, you know what you guys remind me of for the people who are saying this and we're going to go out and have fun? It reminds me of that part in Independence Day where, like, everybody took to the roofs and started partying, and they were, like, the first ones to get blasted by the aliens. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, that's... Like our stripper friend? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With the signs? That's ex yeah, exactly. That, that's what these people remind me of. I mean, it's like... Here's here's a here's a tweet... Uh, not a tweet, but a text message that uh, uh, progressive host Kyle Kalinske got from a friend of his in New York. He uh, tweets to... Or he, he texted his friend his doctor friend and it says he asked him a few questions he said the numbers look bad genuine pandemic need lockdown asap his friend in nyc said 23 year old male admitted with coronavirus today very likely going to be intubated no medical problems that's serious that means he literally will have to be knocked out put into a medical coma unless he's unless he's already out of it and have a tube stuck down his throat so a machine can breathe for him and he says we are on high alert he also goes on to say, uh, he texted him some more. He said, how many ICU beds are left? The doctor in New York says, it depends, but maximum would be 50 to 75 if we're really stretched thin and emptying out very specialty every specialty ICU. They've canceled all elective surgeries, which helps because it frees up some surgical ICU beds. We've cleared as many cardiac and pediatric ICU beds as possible. Still, this doesn't amount to that much at either hospital then he responds by saying i fear what it'll look like in a week to which his doctor friend responded yeah man we've been emptying out the hospital for non-urgent medical patients to make room right now it is manageable however next week could be very very different if we could just test quickly we could have a much better turnover you see because when when tests are available it takes 72 hours to get the results so you're still sitting around waiting he said, we also need to be able to figure out which doctors have it, and then we can cohort them to COVID-only floors. In other words, just pretty much quarantine the doctors to certain floors. Don't let those doctors go home, and they can still do their job to try to help the patients because, you know, they're all infected all together. So, um, 
I just wanted to highlight that to show that how serious it is. Um, and also a little bit more data. On the first 103 coronavirus deaths in Italy, two of those people were, were younger than 50. None of those people were younger than 30. So 30 seems to be the cutoff age for danger. Virus is proving deadlier for men than it is for women. And for people in their 80s, the fatality rate is 16.6%. So people who have hit 80 or higher, it's very, very deadly. Uh, what people need to do is uh, you need to quarantine yourself. You know, you need to just, you know, it's not going to kill you to stay home, play some video games, watch some movies, you know, everything's at our fingertips anyway. Um, you know, uh, restaurants are closing, uh, order carryout, or just make your own food. You know, that's... Uh, it doesn't affect dogs, so you don't have to worry about your animals. Yeah, did you see China? Oh, my God. Yeah, they were hurling dogs and cats out windows and yeah, shit. It was just... hurling them out. And don't do that, guys. Don't. Yeah, don't, don't do There's that. no reason to hurl your dogs. Not even just that. They were throwing them in holes and burying them. Yeah. It, that's insane. Yeah, that's just... That's that's heartless. I mean, that that's... That, that, I, when I see stuff like that, I'm like, hmm, maybe he, the human race does deserve to get wiped out. But uh, it doesn't affect... It doesn't affect. Uh, it doesn't affect dogs. Yeah. So the only thing is, is from what, what the research I've done, every time you do touch an animal, do wash your hands. Do not think that's safe because that that's they're not carriers by choice, but they're they're carriers by by genetics, of the corona in general, of whatever that is. But they're not affected like we are. Yeah. So just to not. give you guys a heads up. So that that's the issue. Wash your hands every time you touch your animal or touch a animal. Because there's no saying they have it or they don't because they don't carry it like we do. Um, use hand sanitizer. Use hand sanitizer. If you can't find hand sanitizer, you can make your own out of... Was uh, it aloe? Aloe vera gel and rubbing alcohol. Just yes. mix it together. Rubbing alcohol, you don't need that much at all. We just made some at my place and like just a little bit of alcohol and aloe vera gel. And a lot of aloe vera gel goes a long way. Like seriously, if you use too much alcohol... It'll water down everything, and you'll just be like, it'll be like you're putting water in your hands. It yeah, will still it, disinfect. I was gonna say, yeah, it'll still disinfect. It'll still it disinfect. It, it just, yeah, it it won't be as as gel like you know. It'll be too thin rather yeah. than thicker than it should be. But yeah, uh, aloe vera gel and um, and uh, rubbing alcohol will work just fine. And let me just point out, guys, whoever's listening to this, do not hoard stores. Do not go there and make yeah. it worse. You're you're. Right. You're, one, you're putting yourself in danger when you're going in big groups. And that's been almost a week now. Two, there's no reason to hoard food and there's no reason to buy bulks. There will be enough for all of us, I promise. But when you buy up all the food, it's, it's endangering other lives that can't get to it fast enough. Exactly. There's people out there that are at risk, more so older people. And um, that's, I mean, it, you know, I mean... <laughs> Uh, personally, I don't like the boomer generation myself. Yeah. Uh, I think they've pretty much fucked up the world. And to be perfectly fair, the, the boomers and the, and the silent generation are the reason why, unfortunately, we're in this fucking mess to begin oh, yeah. with. Absolutely. Because they voted to not have health care, universal health care, and, and strong social programs in place to help combat this. So I, I guess I'm straddling the fence here where I'm trying to be compassionate, but at the same time, it's like, well, I don't... But I, I want to be compassionate, but at the same time, I want... I, I don't mind justice being done, and to see them knowing that they're going to be the first, the most vulnerable ones. There's something, there's something uh, very uh, 
poetic justice poetic justice like with yeah. that you know to see you know to see people who did who voted against their own interests for decades and decades be the first ones to get wiped out by this uh, not wiped out but to be affected by this thing so um i'm not exactly broken up about it but you know i i you know we don't, have but compassion. don't hoard. we right. have compassion for them but don't but don't you know but yeah hoarding i mean if even if you don't like the boomers the children don't have a choice in this situation and they, they're not the ones who voted and they're they're new here so uh you know let's give them a chance yeah let's to, give them a chance yeah. here okay there's a lot of people who have a lot of kids out there and the kids don't know what's going on and uh you know try not to hoard so many damn supplies don't be like the asshole from tennessee who drove for 1300 miles clearing out every single place he possibly yeah, what a could dick. yeah of hand sanitizer he took over 17,700 bottles this is this is this is a capitalist right here and this is why i'm not a capitalist he takes over 17,700 bottles just throws them in a u-haul right and then, like an asshole, he tries to make a profit off of him on e- on uh, Amazon. Amazon found out about it, shut down his little operation, and then I think some he was about to be investigated by some organization. Who knows? And then he decided to donate them instead before the investigation began. So not only is he a capitalist and an asshole, but he's a coward too. Absolutely. Um, there's another thing that we were talking about earlier when we were on the phone. Yeah. Um, people worrying about rent. Yeah. Utilities. Yeah. That's, don't worry about it. We're, they're going to yeah. figure it out. There's not much they can do. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mean, it's we're going to have a it's going to be an epidemic of uh, of squatters here. I mean, who wants to be I mean, making making a larger homeless population is going to make the problem worse. Now, are there landlords out there who aren't heartless and will do that shit? Absolutely. But that also means that they have to go get an eviction notice. And if like literally, that's gonna flood the courts with uh, eviction notices all over the place. I mean, the courts at some point aren't gonna uphold all these evictions. There's gonna be literally probably millions of them all over the country, and at some point, the courts are gonna be like, okay, it's obvious these people can't pay their rent because of the virus. We're not gonna, we're we're just gonna stop kicking people out. I mean, that's just the logical, the the next logical step because it's not people's fault if they can't go to work, you know. Now again, I know capitalists are heartless. They don't give a fuck. But at the but you know at some point, I'm sure the courts will probably say, you know what, enough. We're we're not going to uphold these people. Just let's chill out and let's not make the problem worse. Because having even more people on the streets, that's just going to exacerbate the problem. Um, another thing that people shouldn't do: be very careful in the next week, uh, this week especially, but two weeks to be perfectly careful because. Now that the virus is here, the, the incubation period, in other words, the period where it can sit inside someone's system and they don't know about it and they could still spread it, is about 4 to 14 days. So yes. under a week to two weeks. Uh, so for the next two weeks, we're gonna, the, the, the numbers are going to skyrocket. They're going to shoot up there exponentially. Uh, it's already happened in Michigan. Um, I think it was like three days ago. It was like 12 cases, and now we're at 60, I think. And that was only three days ago. So... It's going to shoot up there exponentially. This is what's going to happen uh, because we don't know exactly where it is. We don't know how highly spread it is and when people are going to start to show symptoms within the next week or, or two. So uh, you should just self-quarantine uh, for the next week or two. Um, hunker down. You know, Don't be stupid. Uh, don't be sitting there snacking on food and stuff like that because you don't know how bad it's going to get. And one thing is very important for people to understand is that we're not just fighting a virus here we're fighting stupid people yes we're fighting the dumbest people in our society because we're we're fighting basically a future anarchy 
Yeah, I mean, it's just started here, and already we have people fighting in grocery stores. We have people lining up at gun shops. Um, you know, we and it's just started. It's just started, and unlike countries like Italy and China, the response in this nation has been so piss poor. Yes, we are the worst. We we have the worst response system, and. We have a frail system. It it shows. Yeah. We have a frail government. It shows. We have a frail economics. It shows. Yeah. Our capitalist system, even even the littlest tip in any direction, will will just collect. Our, our economy is a house of cards, and somebody's about to shake the fucking table. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, that and and we're seeing that now. We're seeing that now, and um, like I said, this has just begun. We are on a trajectory exactly like Italy. I've seen the graphs, okay? We are on a trajectory exactly like Italy. We're like five days behind Italy, okay? And Italy was locked down, okay? So, and we're not even, while Italy was locked down, while we literally have rich capitalists over here talking about how we, we, should, we should just give the virus to everybody so the economy doesn't get hurt. So they're basically saying, you know what, let's just kill off as many people as quickly as possible so that rich people don't lose their money. That's about as psychopathic as you can possibly be. Absolutely. That's that's insane. Um, here's the thing that it and and like I said, you know, we are we are at a point we are about five days or so behind Italy. So, what's happening in Italy right now is like what you'd see in a war or a disaster movie. They are they are enacting a um, I believe it's called catastrophic triage, um, mm-hmm. which is basically. They're deciding who gets to live and who gets to die. They, they're making because their system is so. And this understand this has nothing to do with socialized medicine. This has everything to do with the fact that their system is overwhelmed. Okay, and that they, there's too many people to take care of. There's too many beds because the virus is so widespread that the people who they can help they will help, but there are people who like if if you're too old then they can't help you. They're, they're going to, like in any battle, like in any war, like in any disaster... They're going to help the young, the youth, and... They're going to help, and they're going to help the, they're going to help the people that they think can be, can recover. Exactly. Because, you know, that's, that's it. That's all they have the resources for. And the United States doesn't have resources either. For all of the, the talk and bluster about our wonderful corporate healthcare system, we have a shortage of doctors too. Oh yeah. We have a shortage of almost 20,000 doctors. And... If we keep going with the healthcare system we have, we're in a blunder for sure. Yeah, uh, the American Academy of Medical Colleges came out with a report recently that said that within the next ten years, that number of about twenty thousand is going to skyrocket to anywhere from eighty-nine thousand to one hundred twenty thousand shortages of doctors yeah. in the next decade alone. Yeah. So, this, I mean, it's not going to get any better. So, for all the talk and bluster of our system, and here's another thing: there's a, there's a. Um, fuck there's a um there's one country one country that came up with a chemical called alpha 2b to help combat the coronavirus and what government was that was it the united states for all the talk about our capitalist system and how it it creates innovation and all this other stuff no it wasn't it was fucking cuba yeah, we talked about this. It was Cuba. They came up 
with something called interferon alpha 2b. It's powerful in the treatment of coronavirus and China has the experience of having overcome the peak of infections in its territory. So they have now teamed up and they have uh, medical professionals from both nations of Cuba and China have teamed up and they're going to Italy, which is basically ground zero for the entire world. Um, well, it's not, I mean. But but we, me and Kat actually talked about this. Yeah. And. She even said if she ever decided to get into the medical field when she was younger, which I didn't know this, but she she clearly knew, um, that Cuba has a really good system. For they medical. actually do. And here's the crazy part: Cuba has been under an embargo and sanctions from the United States since 1959. They've been in a, under an embargo for over 60 years now, and yet with their meager supplies and their meager system, the the system that we look down on and we laugh at, Cuba actually has a vaccine for lung cancer now. But not a single patient in the United States is allowed to have it. Why? Because of politics. That's why. That, that's very true. For their meager system, their, their meager resources, they managed to figure out a vaccine for lung cancer, and they have now come up with an agent called alpha interferon alpha 2b. Interferon alpha 2b, which is the most powerful agent we know right now that can fight the coronavirus. And that's, I mean, that's insane. What's so wonderful about our fucking system? Where's our cure? Where's our vaccine? We don't have it. I'll tell you something right now. Germany, a a company in Germany is working on a vaccine right now, and rich capitalists in the United States tried to buy it. And Germany responded by saying, Germany is not for sale. I I just saw the article. Uh, I I wish I could point to it. I cannot. I do not have it ready uh, in front of me, I should have uh, I should have been better about that. Uh, maybe on the next podcast we'll talk about it. Uh, but um, yeah, it it, it um, they did just try to purchase the um, the patent for these uh, for these things and uh, for this for this agent and uh, it's not. Um, I just don't seem to have it. <laughs> Um, oh, sorry about sorry about that. It's okay, but ah, here it is. I found it. Okay. <laughs> okay. The uh, the South China Morning Post coronavirus. Germany is not for sale, says minister after report that U.S. tried to buy vaccine rights. They tried to buy the vaccine rights. In other words, what that means is when you try to buy the rights to the vaccine, that means nobody can come up with another version of that vaccine. You are the only one. And we know how the US operates. They're gonna worry about profits before people. So they literally tried to buy what could eventually be a vaccine for the virus so that they could resell it and make a profit. That's how psychopathic our system is. And Germany says, no, Germany is not for sale. And that's their response. So if we get a cure, don't expect it to come from the United States. Expect it to come from Cuba, China, Germany, or any other socialized healthcare systems it is not going to come from our psychopathic system it's not going to happen yes um yeah our system's pretty fucked let's be honest and anybody listening that thinks that we have a good government this is the proof that we do not and i'm not trying to be uh anti-government i i already am anti-government yeah I mean, there's nothing wrong. i don't yeah, know who's pro-government nowadays yes but for the fact that this proves our lackingness and caring, and we clearly we don't care enough about people. I mean, at this point, it's like 
let, let's be real here for a minute. Um, I hate to say this out loud, especially on this podcast, but kiss your loved ones. That's all I'm going to say. Kiss your loved ones because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, especially for the for the great nurses, male and female. It doesn't matter who it is. They, they're as me and Eke just talked about. They're on the front lines. They are. They're 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 the ones that truly are in danger. Yep. Um, just tell them how much you appreciate them because you never know what's going to happen next. Nine times out of ten, they're going to get the virus. That that that's almost a fact. Um, to think not to think they will not. Is a very foolish thing. So really tell those people you love them. Because you, you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Especially to them. Yeah, I mean, things are changing so fast. We have an election being rigged and stolen from us. We have this coronavirus to worry about. We have an election that's really... It's not even taking place. I mean, they're postponing... Prim- which is the smart thing to do. Because the, yeah, last, absolutely. the last thing people should be doing is getting in big groups and, you know, voting for crying out loud. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's... We have we have two idiots who are probably going to end up going up against each other. You, you got Biden who has fucking dementia, and who's in the pocket of pharmaceutical and uh, health insurance industries, and you got Trump who's actually no different. So we got two idiots who have absolutely no interest in coming up with a vaccine or a cure of any kind, who are probably going to be running for president. So no matter what, no matter what, folks, we're going to be on our own for a long time. Yes. It very, very much so. Um, Don't depend on Biden to change anything. He's not. If Bernie gets in office, we have a chance. They're trying to steal it from him. They're doing. They're doing it out in the open. Uh, the exit polls are showing much different results than we're getting in the official elections. Uh, when Biden wins a state, the results are are pointed out right away. When Bernie wins a state, like California and Colorado, here we are two weeks later after Super Tuesday, and they're still counting up the fucking votes. That's absolute nonsense. Yeah, that's wild. It, it is obvious. It is obvious they are rigging the fucking election. So here's what we do, folks. Uh, I found out very quickly this week, uh, last week, from an incident that I had in my own personal life, that uh, we cannot depend on the government uh, to do much of anything for us. Uh, they are supposed to represent us. They are supposed to make our lives as easy as possible, like any employee. And that's what we forget. We forget that the government, they work for us. They're our employees. Absolutely. If you're a business owner and you hire an employee, isn't the point of hiring that employee to make things easier on yourself? Yes. Of course. That's the whole point. Oh, if, yeah, if, it's a jo- if it's a job that the owner could do themselves, then they would just do it themselves and save money. Yeah, of course. You, see, you hire an employee to make your life easier. That's what politicians are. They are our employees. They are designed. They are there. Their job is designed to make our lives easier and to worry about taking care of things that we can't take care of for ourselves. Yeah. Like healthcare, like fighting a war. If a country attacks us, uh, if, if fucking Germany attacks us with a million soldiers, not that they're going to, but I'm just saying, uh, are, are you as an individual going to fight that war by yourself? No, you'll get squashed pretty damn quickly. So guess what? The government takes care of that. There are yes. certain things that yes. people can't take care of for themselves. It's not about like these right-wingers say, well, I don't need the government to hold my hand. No, it's not about that. It's not about the government holding your hand. It's about them doing their job and representing our best interests. Yes. That's what we pay them to do. It's their job. When's the last time, you know, when people talk about, oh, I don't, health care, health care is not a right. No, yes, it is a motherfucking right, okay? We're literally paying right now most 70% of our system is paid for with tax dollars. Yes. Okay? And 
the fact of the matter is is that you know we're paying for it already but we're not getting we're paying taxes our taxes are going up all the time and there are many different types of taxes and yet we're not getting a fucking thing out of it so to all the right-wingers out there and to anybody any progressives who may be listening to this the next time some right-winger talks about how well I don't want to pay for somebody else's health care first of all you are if you're on a private if you're on a private plan you do pay for other people's health care because in order for them to maintain profits health insurance companies every time they cover somebody they have to raise somebody else's rates in order to maintain those profits because they lost profits by covering somebody so the healthy people are the ones who have to pay for the sick people yeah in order for them to maintain their profits because if you're sick you're not paying mm-hmm. you're actually getting money from the health insurance company to cover your your treatment so if you honestly think when you're on a private plan that you're not paying for somebody else's health care, you're not paying for sick people, think again. You're ignorant. <laughs> you're ignorant. Keep and thinking. Yet, yeah, you need to think again because you are paying for sick people on a private plan. It's the exact same thing. The only difference is is that when you're on a single payer government system, and understand that the government isn't taking over anything. The government is the one who's paying. That's why it's called a single payer system. The, the doctors don't all of a sudden work for the government. They still work for the healthcare systems they work for. The person, the one who's paying for your bills is the government with your tax dollars. There's a big difference there. Okay? So again, if you think you're not paying for other people, then on a private system, you're, you're, you're fooling yourself. That's propaganda and it's absolute bullshit. And it's not true. So... Uh, I went off on a rabbit trail. I said I wanted people to ask the right-wingers a question, but I forgot what that was now. Um, uh, oh, oh, the question is, is that since we are paying taxes, we are paying taxes, and taxes are supposed to go towards things like infrastructure, roads, bridges, clean water, sewage. A lot of people don't realize that clean water is a part of our infrastructure. Uh, we're supposed to get all this really cool stuff, all this great stuff. What are we getting what are we getting? Other countries are getting health care. They're getting better infrastructure. They're getting better schools. They're getting um, you know, better um, uh, electro- power grids than we are. Ours is like a third world country. We found this out way back in 2000 and I think it was three or 2004 during that huge power outage. Yeah. We found out that we had like basically a third world infrastructure. Uh, I think it's called PG&E, uh, which is the um, monopoly of the... Uh, electric company in California, they had rolling blackouts, deliberate rolling blackouts, because they couldn't be bothered to fix their system because they were too worried about making profits and they didn't put bother to put those profits back into their own pro, back into their own system. So they weren't prepared for the fires and the blackouts that came from that. So if you think a private system is better, you're fooling yourself. Now the question I want everybody to ask, you know, right wingers and people who are all about these great private systems is When's the last time you went into a restaurant, ordered a steak, somebody brought you a salad, and you were okay with it? Never. You wouldn't. You would not be. No. (laughs) You literally. You're like. You're paying for. You're paying for a steak. You asked for a steak. They brought you a salad. This is what your government is doing, folks. You're paying for a motherfucking steak, a nice, big, thick, juicy steak, and your government is bringing you a fucking house salad. Okay. And y'all are sitting there not saying a fucking thing about it. No, that's bullshit. They represent us. Their job is to represent us and make our lives easier. That is exactly what they're there to do. All of this, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Don't depend on the government. Ain't nobody depending on the government. There's a difference between depending on the government Mm -hmm. and telling the government they need to do their fucking jobs. 
way bigger, way bigger difference. So, you know, that's my little rant. Um, as far as to do a recap of the coronavirus, you know, uh, self-quarantine, you know, if you don't have to go out and do something, then don't. Will you go a little stir crazy? Yeah, but it'll be a hell of a lot easier than being dead. So, uh, get as much hand sanitizer as you can. Um, if you don't have toilet paper, wash your ass. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's it. And, um, for God's sakes, if you're, um, you know, if you, if you work at ground zero, if you work at the hospitals, you know, first of all, thank you for your service. And second of all, uh, you guys have to be extra careful. You know, you really do have to be extra careful. And, um, you know, but everybody try to stay six feet away from each other when you're, that, that seems to be, you know, the safe zone, at least to a degree, or at least safer. There's really nothing you can do. Uh, you know, and just uh, wait it out for the next two weeks because after the next two weeks, we're going to find out uh, just how widespread all of this is. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to get serious. Um, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And again, understand that we're not just fighting a disease, a virus. We are fighting stupid people. We're fighting the dumbest people in our society. Because yes. When shit, when shit hits the fan, the which dumbest, it will. Which it will, yes. Let's just make this a fact, guys. This isn't like we're talking like just if it's going to happen. It's when it's going to happen. Exactly. And hey, you know, some places might have good people who are going to keep it together. That's cool. You know, hey, big respect to those folks. But in the bigger cities, that's when shit's really going to hit the fan. And um, again, you know, like I say, we're not just fighting a virus. We're fighting the, the dumbest people in our society is really who we're going to be fighting also. So, yeah, uh, be careful. Uh, be safe. Uh, you know, make your own hand sanitizer. Stay six feet away from people if you absolutely have to go out. If you don't, then don't, for God's sakes. Watch movies. Play video games. You know what? Let's let's do what we should be doing. Let's you know what we should have been doing all the time. Let's just uh, you know interact with people one on you know face to face. Let's do some of let's do some of that good old fashioned human human interaction. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So I got a question. Yeah. So we talked about this, um, and I know the answer, but we're gonna inform these people that don't know the answer. Why are why are different organizations giving out different answers to the solution of? Different protocols, yeah, different protocols. This in is different huge. Healthcare organizations. Some people, some people are being told differently than yeah. I was taught already, mm -hmm. and then differently than nurses were taught, and then differently than the dental. Yeah, it seems services. that the well, you know, protocols in different areas. I mean, even I used to be an EMT, even I knew this that you know our teachers told us well the protocol for handling certain situations in this city is different for a different city. Some sometimes it's different for a state than it is another state. This is another failure of having privatized uh, healthcare system is that we have all these organizations, separate organizations, like we got Beaumont over here, we got Henry Ford over there, we have U of M on the other end, and they're all, they're, none of them are on the same page. You know, if we had a federal system, if we had a single payer system, you know, we had some federal regulation, which we do have some, but we still don't, but these healthcare organizations are individually handing out protocols and how to take care of how to take care of uh, you know how to do things during this pandemic and yeah. different organizations seem to be telling their professionals you know uh, their employees different things and that, that can be very dangerous I know Henry Ford right now has um, I, I and like I, I I'm not gonna name names because I don't want her to get in trouble but you know I live with somebody who works at the Henry Ford healthcare system and they have been so laxed 
on their preparedness. Uh, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, there recently at one hospital there were eight uh, cases that were eventually found to be uh, to be negative, which is great. That's fantastic. But at the same time, the uh, the hospital itself did not inform its employees that there was in fact possible cases in in the uh, in the hospital itself. I mean, you should immediately inform them. You you should go on lockdown. The lockdown didn't happen until after the cases were confirmed, which is mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Now they're on lockdown all of a sudden, which won't help if, if in fact there were. I mean, this is just, it's absolute nonsense. Um, and this is what happens when you have all of these individual systems, and each one, you know, their, their number one priority is to make profit. Each system wants to make more profit than the next, you know. health. Uh, Henry Ford wants to make more profit than Beaumont. And vice versa, and so they're going to try to do things differently in order to try to prove to people, hey, we're better than those guys over there, so come on over here, you know. And and in doing that, you know, they're really dropping the ball because they should all be on the same page, and they're just not. Um, and a lot of people don't know because a lot of people think right now that it's a conspiracy that China is getting better. Is no, they are getting better. You tell them why they're getting better. I know why. They're getting better because they responded properly. They built two hospitals with over a thousand beds in each hospital in less than a month. They immediately, uh, before they had those hospitals built, they quarantined people immediately, and they treated those people, and they didn't deny any single person a, a test or treatment. So now those hospital beds are emptying, and now. China is actually, and I read this earlier, I I read this on the podcast earlier, where health professionals and epidemiologists from China and Cuba are getting together and they're going to Italy now because they don't need them in China anymore because they've got it now. They're they're doing fine. Now, does that say it's over over there? No, absolutely. It's not over, but they have a plan now and they have a way to go about it and they're they're doing that. And uh, as a result of which, they're now going to get better and... Our shit is just starting. And we're not responding in the same way. We have hospitals that are closing down. We have, you know, you know, we 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 have we literally have health insurance companies saying, "Yeah, we'll pay for a test." But they're not going to pay But they're not going to pay for treatment. Yeah. I mean, what what? What? Are you serious? I I don't know what else to say. I I don't I, there's nothing good about the system that we have right now. We were told for years that having the profit-based system we have would lead to innovation. It would lead to more cures. It would lead to more vaccines. It has not done that. Absolutely. Here we are in the middle of a pandemic, a literal pandemic, and we are responding worse than any other fucking country. We literally have capitalists out there saying things instead of saying, hey, you know what? Quarantine yourselves. Here's how you be safe, guys. No, they're literally saying, hey, let's give it to everybody as soon as possible so the stock market isn't hurt. And he's correct. I'm not. That's why I haven't said anything because I have nothing to justify or to say more to what he's saying. He's actually saying everything I want to say. And to be honest, it's this is how it's going to be, guys, for a while. And we, anybody that's really listening to this, just open your eyes. This is the time to open your eyes. See how much you matter to any corporation you work for. See how much you matter to anybody in general, because this this is the time that's going to that's truly going to show. Um, I hate to say it like that, but truly, you will see how much the government truly doesn't care about you. Um, it's not our government. It's, it's not our government. It's, it's, it's a corp- corporation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a corporate. It's corporate owned. It's corporate ran. Uh, 
they're they care about profits. Uh, we're we're being ruled by psychopaths and sociopaths and narcissists. They do not care about human life. You are not a human being to them. You're cattle. You are you are a resource to be used in order to enrich themselves in order for them to be enriched. You do not matter to them. Okay? So as soon as we, we figure that out, as soon as we realize that, I think we'll be much better off and, and, and then we'll have a better idea on what we need to do and how we need to proceed in our lives. Agreed. Um so not to get off topic because I kind of want to make this a shorter one, just because this is a serious. But what happened to you? What happened to your tires? <laughs> not, uh, not, not to change the, the subject. You guys no, can shut yeah, off at yeah. this point. But no, it's uh, no, no. Yeah, it was, it was fucked up because uh, what during, ended up happening during a time where I'm trying to like save money and shit, and uh, you know something always happens. So, uh, um, I found out that. Um, Everybody on my block, like, in front of my, like, I live in an apartment complex, and there's a whole street there that we have to ourselves, and yeah. everybody parks on that street. Some dipshit came through and slashed one tire or two tires on uh, each of the cars. I only got one, and the person I live with only got one. Uh, somebody down the way from one of our neighbors got two tires slashed. There was a semi. We all got it. We all got hit, and uh, it was pretty fucked up. So, um, uh, I go and I get my tire repaired. Obviously, there's nothing I can do. I get my tire repaired. No, I didn't get it repaired. I'm sorry. I bought a new one. I had to buy a new one. And, um, that cost me like 75, 80 fucking dollars. And that was the cheapest tire. Um, so I get that done. You know, I'm pissed, obviously. And I, and I, you know, I say the hell with it. I want to buy because I had one of those stupid jacks, the car jacks that come from the manufacturer, those dangerous ones that you have to go really slow with. And yeah, yeah. I don't even want to bother with those things anymore. So I bought a three-ton well, jack. Do, do you have, uh, I guess last week it would help, but you got AAA? No, I don't have AAA. See, AAA would have came out and changed it for you. Yeah, but no, I have State Farm because it's cheaper. So. Okay. And we actually had towing and stuff, roadside service on State Farm, but we started using it. Mm-hmm. And like any good capitalist insurance company said, oh, you guys are using it, so now we're going to take it away from you. That's really weird. It's like, what? Well, that's why I like, I think... Uh, what the fuck? What? Wait a minute. So it was a part of the plan that I've been paying for to have this roadside service, and all of a sudden we used it a couple of times, and all of a sudden you guys are like, yeah, we're going to take it away from you. Why are you taking it away from me? Because you guys are using it. Wait, what? Yeah. What the fuck? This is, again... Insurance is another unbelievable, ridiculous capitalist scheme. It's crazy. Insurance is the biggest scam in, in, in maybe the history of capitalism, maybe the history of the world. It's absolutely ridiculous. You pay all this money every single month for, for whatever they re really for whatever they feel like giving you. I mean, that's what you're paying for. You're, you're giving them hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars a year. No, well, actually you are. If you live in Michigan, we have like... We have literally the highest car insurance in the nation. That's for absolutely no reason, by the way. Um, and they just, they give you what they feel like giving you in return. And if they feel like taking something out of the policy that they are supposed to cover themselves, they'll do it. They do not give a fuck. Corporations can change the rules whenever the fuck they want to. Oh, absolutely. To. So mean, anyways, yeah, to answer your question, no, we don't have roadside service because we have State Farm. We used it a few times. They said, oh, you guys are using it, so we're going to take it away from you. So, so that's what happened. But, um, 
back to so yeah. what ended up happening? You sat in your car until four. So no, 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 not no, no. What okay. happened was I get the tire repaired. You know, I go oh, yeah, there you go. go about my day. You know, I finally get the tire repaired. I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning. Somebody comes in and says, "Hey, your tire's flat again, motherfucker." <laughs> motherfucker. Not to laugh at a time like Mother this, but fucker. I got hit again. I got hit again because everybody else, like, what happened was everybody else moved their car off or everybody else was at work. Everybody else worked midnight. So I'm just, so my car was the only one out there in the middle of the night. I got hit again. Okay, cool. So I'm like, fuck this. Two things are going to happen. I was like, I'm going to shoot somebody. That's all that's going to happen. I'm going to fucking shoot somebody. I'm yeah. going to take my gun and I'm going to shoot somebody. And then I started thinking about it. I started thinking about, wait a minute, I don't know exactly what the laws are because Michigan is a stand-your-ground state. and also, But also, we, you know, you have the right to shoot somebody if they break into your house. But, but they didn't break into my stuff. So I wasn't sure, like, what the laws are about protecting your property out on the street, you know? So I was like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm going to file a police report before I shoot anybody. So I call the cops. They show up. You know, they say, well, could you take the tire off? We'd like to take a look at it and all this other shit. And I'm like, all right, fine. So I do the, I, I thank God I bought this three-ton car jack. It was real easy to, to get the car up. I got it up in like seconds. Yeah. And uh, took the tire off. They looked at it. He said, yeah, chief. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't see any malice here, you know. And I'm trying to tell him, dude, my girlfriend's car got hit at the exact same time too. So... You know, and they asked the typical questions, you know, which I knew was coming. Well, do you guys have any enemies? Have you got any problems with neighbors? I was like, no, I don't even talk to anybody. You know, the person I live with, she talks to people. She's nice to people. I don't even, I don't talk to people. I'll say hi or whatever. I'm not mean, but I just don't talk to them. Right. So I don't even think they know my name. But um, he's like, yeah, I don't think there's any malice here, Chief. I'm like, all right, man. Chief. You know? Yeah. Like, I call people. Yeah. I don't think there's any dick. malice here, Chief. I'm like, all right, man. So basically, you know, cops are being useless as usual. And um, all of a sudden, my neighbor comes out and he comes and he starts talking to the, the person I live with. And all of a sudden, I walk up to him or he walks up to me as I'm as I'm putting the tire back, you know, trying to put a donut back on my car. And he says, yeah, I got hit, too. And so did that guy down there, the semi, because there's a semi that parks there, a guy. And uh, I'm like, oh, really? Okay, come with me. Because, you know, the cops over here talking about, well, I don't know. You know, yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. now fuck this. Now here's proof. And I go take him to the cop and I'm like, hey, this guy says he got hit too. He he got two tires hit and then the semi down there got hit too. So, you know, it's like, come on. You know, so like the cop is like, okay, okay, obviously something's going on. So I'll file a report for the whole neighborhood. And, you know, he changes his tune pretty quick. Like he's going to, you know, like he's going to do something. You know, he's like... Well, I can see that, you know, there's malice going on. There's a problem. I filed a report for the whole neighborhood and uh, we're going to get, we're going to nip this shit in the bud and uh, we're going to catch this little motherfucker and, you know, all the, he's all talking tough and shit like that. He's of course. Like, and he's like, we're going to just, we're going to just do some, this is what he said. And I quote, we're just going to catch him by doing some old fashioned police work. That's what he said. What the we're, fuck? We're just going to catch him by doing some <laughs> So old... just normal police work? Because right. there's not much that is done with them. He said, yeah, we're going to boost patrols and everything. I'm like, fuck okay, off. sounds good. No. Sounds good. No, he's not. And uh, so, you know, obviously I'm like, well, fuck. I got to, you know. I was like, so I, you know, so I hadn't I hadn't slept actually. Because I was so upset about what had happened the day before. Did and you cry a little bit? I'm a bit of a night. No, I didn't cry. I yelled. But I didn't cry. You yelled at the dogs. No, I yelled. <laughs> you fucking dogs. I was outside yelling. I was like, little motherfucker, whoever the fuck you are, I'm going to fucking shoot you. And I was just out there yelling. Yeah. And um, 
So, yeah, I just, uh, so I, I had to take the car back and I had to, you know, get another tire again. And, um, you know, that, uh, and so that night I said, I'm done with this. The little motherfucker got me twice now. Nobody else got hit twice because they, you know, they left, they moved. And I thought, you know, if it happens once, then it's not going to happen again. You know, yeah. they're not going to take that chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently they did with me. Of course. And uh, so I decided I was going to take some food, take some snacks, uh, take my rifle and take myself and go sit in the back seat of the car of the person I live with because they have tinted windows in the back seat so you can't see me. And I was going to sit out there the whole night and I was gonna say, yeah, cause wait when, for somebody. When I text you or when we text each other, yeah. it was really like, because I, I go to the gym at night right. pretty late. Hmm. Um, I think it was like 1, 1.30ish. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was there until about 2, 2.30ish. Yeah. And you were still texting me, and I figured you are still in the car because you didn't say anything else. Yeah, so, I was. It was cold out there, but yeah, I was out there from 9.30 p.m. to a little after 4 a.m. Damn. And uh, yeah, I just took a sandwich out there, took some cookies, took some water, took my rifle, and I'm just sitting there just wishing a motherfucker would. Just wishing a motherfucker would. And you know what? They didn't come up. The cops didn't show up once. <laughs> Even worse. So Not so fucking once. One, no solution. I saw a cat out there. I didn't see a cop. I saw a cat, and I saw some neighbors, but I didn't see one motherfucking cop. So one, no solution. Nope. Never caught him. <laughs> Two, no cops. Three, you sat in the cold. Yep. And four, you basically did what Leonardo DiCaprio did. What? When in the re- relevant, irrelevant, renovant, whatever the the, the revenant. Yeah, there you go, revenant. Because he he was stuck in the cold. Yeah. With well. the sandwich and some cookies. <laughs> right. Well, I was a far cry from Leo, but. Uh, he, what the I mean, f- you yeah, didn't get what the fuck? Where's my Academy Award? I know. What the shit, man. And he sat out there with a rifle. You think about that, guys. Right. Exactly. And you know what's you know what's crazy is that, right when. I got out right when I was like, okay, I'm done. It's after 4 a.m. I've been out here for over fucking seven hours, seven and a half, seven hours. I, I, it's too cold and my back is hurting because the back seat is very uncomfortable. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm leaving. So I gather up all my shit. I got my rifle in my hand. All of a sudden, somebody in a hoodie walks down the street. Just comes out of the fucking, because uh, we live near railroad tracks, and there's a lot of bushes there because the, the, the city doesn't clear that area of out course, very often. Of course, they don't. Somebody comes right through the bushes and is looking at me the whole fucking time, and I'm just looking at him with my rifle in my hand, and he's just looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and then all of a sudden, he just, <laughs> he looks away, and he just keeps walking, and I'm like, son of a bitch. Probably was him. It could have been the guy, and you know what? If I'd have just waited, like, not even five more minutes in the car, I could have fucking caught him. Yeah, but now he's probably scared shitless if he's seen your rifle. That's true. He might have been like, holy shit, somebody's really responding crazier than I thought. (laughs) Somebody does care that I'm doing this, and somebody is going to kill me. Exactly. And he happens to be also white, like me. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes, it was a white guy. (laughs) Even though he had his hood up, I could see his hands in his face, so... Yeah, and uh, he's like another pale man here. Right. Clearly, is gonna kill me. Oh shit, he's white. He's gonna <laughs> if he shoots me, he'll get away with it. Fuck. <laughs> white people know the gun laws. Damn it. But uh, yeah, I was like, fuck. If I'd have just waited five more minutes, I could have maybe found out. But yeah, that was uh, yeah. You know, I, I know that we can't depend on the cops. You know, yeah. I know that we can't depend on them. They're not gonna do anything for us. You know. 
and this isn't an insult to firefighters. This is actually a compliment. This is actually a compliment because I love dogs. So let me just say, firefighters are like dogs. They're loyal and they'll come when you call them. Absolutely. Cops are like cats. They'll be there eventually. Cops are like cats. They don't give a shit. They'll come when they're interested. Absolutely. And that's it. And again, I love dogs. I think they're one of they're probably the most noble creature on the planet. So that t- that may sound bad, but I that's that's a compliment to firefighters. Believe me. So I got a question. You got a fact of the day? What? Do you have a fact of the day before we get out of here? Oh shit. Oh fuck no I don't. I don't have my iPad with me. Shit. Um, <laughs> um no, I'm ready guys. I'm ready for, for Hold on. No, I can get I can get a fact of the I can get a fact. I'll get a fact right now. I know exactly how to get them. I know exactly how to get them. So we're just gonna sit here in silence? I don't think so. Oh talk. Um so guys I just want everybody to stay safe. All all jokes aside, stay safe. Um, sorry if you can hear my leather, because I'm seriously prepared. Fucking sitting here, cosplaying as Negan, ready to go. Vegan Negan, because I don't kill animals. Excuse me. Only humans. Vegan Negan. Um, I just want everybody to stay safe. Uh, let's talk about the stock market. Stock market? Stock market. It really crashed today. Dow Jones. It's been crashing. Um, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, so I'm Here's- just, I'm going to be honest with you guys. And I shouldn't even be telling you this, but buy stock. Buy buy at least $100 to $200 worth of stock. You, you'll thank me if things go the other way. I know we don't really have money to deposit like that. I, You know what? I, I would disagree with that. I wouldn't I wouldn't invest in stock. I would invest in gold. I would invest in precious metals. Yeah? Yeah, I would because the stock market is just – it's bullshit. The stock market is not a reflection on how good everybody's doing. It's a reflection on how good rich people are doing because 83% of all the stocks – are owned by the top 1% of the richest people. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, if you do buy stock... Look at that. Yeah. Well, here's what happened. Here's what happened last week, okay? And nobody can tell me that we don't have money for Medicare for All or free college for all or to forgive student debt. Here's here's what the, the wonderful system... Here's what our wonderful banking system did. So the stocks were going down. You know, the stock market was plummeting. So what did they do? They injected, out of thin air, they injected $1.5 trillion into the stock market. And do you know how long that boost? And it, it boosted the stocks. $1.5 trillion. That's with a T. And do you know how long it boosted the stocks for? How long? About an hour. <laughs> of course it did. About an hour. $1.5 trillion. And it lasted for about an hour. And I think they're about I think they put in another seven hundred billion after that too. So we had over two trillion dollars just go up in smoke like that. Just so rich people can try to maintain their fucking riches. But yet they'll sit there and tell us that we don't have enough for Medicare for all. We don't have enough for free college. That is absolute bullshit. Um if you want to invest in stocks, I mean, there's always a chance that they could pay off, but it's really just more of glorified gambling. If I was anybody, I would invest in precious metals like gold, uh, platinum, you know, silver, whatever, whatever precious metals are available. Because no matter what, that stuff usually doesn't go down. Like, like the market has never crashed on gold. You know what I'm saying? Very true, though. And somebody was actually pointing this out years ago. I remember they made a they made a comparison that an ounce of gold nowadays can get you a really nice suit, can get you a really nice pair of shoes, maybe even a nice hat. And that's with an ounce of gold, which is about a coin. Yeah. A coin's worth of pure gold. Can get probably, or not pure, but, you know, close to it. And 
about 2,000 years ago during the time of the ancient Greeks or the ancient Romans, well, Romans was 2,000 years ago, that same amount of, of gold could get you a nice pair of sandals, could get you a toga, could get you, you know, all the accessories that are, that are available to, you know, to people at that time. Yeah. So basically the point that he was making is, is that for the same amount of gold, you can do the same thing nowadays that you could 2,000 years ago. And yet, yet with our system, with our system that we have in the United States under the Federal Reserve, you can't do the same thing with a dollar that you used to be able to back when our country was first first uh, was created back mm-hmm. in 1775. Right. So here's the thing: the Federal Reserve was created in 1913. Okay. Yep. Now let me make a comparison. Or I'll make a comparison right now. So the nation was created in 1776. Mm-hmm. From 1776 until just before the creation of the Federal Reserve, inflation was so low that you could what you could buy for a dollar in seventeen seventy six, you could buy for a dollar and I think thirteen cents in nineteen thirteen before the Federal Reserve was created. Right. Yeah. I so knew inflation that. really only went up by thirteen cents. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's crazy if you think about it. Since the day the Federal Reserve was created in nineteen thirteen all the way up until today, what you can buy with a dollar back then would take over twenty five dollars to buy today. That's how much inflation has gone up under our current system that we're at right now. So before the system, over a over a century, over a century, what you could buy with a dollar, you could buy with a dollar thirteen cents. In a century since the Federal Reserve was created, what you could buy with a dollar back then now takes over twenty five dollars to buy. So yeah, I mean it's it's a crooked system. We're all being conned. Um, you know, the best thing is not to play, but we don't have any choice. A lot of people, here's, here's another mistake they make. They think the Federal Reserve means something government, means something that's made by our government. Yeah, it's yeah, not. No, it's, it's a privately owned banking system. And here's the scary part, folks. We don't even know who owns it. Yeah. Because no. they refuse to tell us. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the chairman of the Federal Reserve is the guy who is the go-between between the owners and the people. The, they're they're the go between. Right, right, right. But when when this person was when when people like that are asked who owns the Federal Reserve, they have literally sat there before Congress and said, "No, I'm not telling you. I don't have to." They have literally sat there and said this. Of course, yeah, because they're like the world banks, you know. I mean, it's it's scary. We have a group of rich people who are controlling our monetary system. And we don't even know who they are, and nobody's asking the question. Is that your fact of the day, by the way? Well, it, you know, it, sh- it wasn't, but, you know... It kind of became it, huh? Yeah, it kind of <laughs> became it. See that, but... people? You didn't know that, and I guarantee he's right. Right. I no, guarantee. No, hey, anybody out there who disagrees with me, tell me who the owners are, then. Tell me who owns the Federal Reserve. It's not federal. It's not, it, it's not owned by us. So anybody out there who might disagree with me, okay, I would love for you to prove me wrong because I would love to know who owns the Fed. I really would. I want to know who the people are. So, yeah. um, No, I'll give you a fact of the day um, that I remembered off the top of my head. I don't remember what they are called exactly because it's a really long medical name. It's a really long medical name. But uh, they're, they're expensive. They're expensive, but they do exist. There is a contact lens out there that you can wear to bed at night while you're asleep, while you're asleep. And it will reshape your eye while you're asleep to the point where 
when you take it off the next day, you can take it off and your eyes will see as if you're still looking through the contact lens. In other words, like you're still wearing them or wearing glasses. Right. Hmm. But I think it only lasts for about 24 hours, so you have to always go back and uh, reshape it again. You always have to go back and put them on and sleep with them again. Again, I don't know exactly uh, what the contact is called. It's a really long, uh, it's a really long, uh, you know, medical term. Right. But uh, they do exist. They are expensive, but if you can afford them, um, yeah, you pop them on at night. You go to sleep. You wake up in the day. You pop them off. Goodbye glasses. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye contact That's lenses. Not bad. Yeah, That's no, it's not. Good. I didn't even know that. I didn't either. I was amazed when I found that out. I was amazed. I, I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. So yeah, stay safe, folks. Yes, please stay safe. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. And if it comes to that, do it correctly. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna go out, go out with a bang. That's yeah. right. Uh, my last thoughts would be: stay safe. Stay at home. Don't do nothing too crazy or unbalancing. And I'm going to actually do, say a quote. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. And this is straight from Albert Einstein. Uh, well, guys, that's it for today. I'm Rico Classic. And this is... Eek. Bye.